Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. That's the second time it's gone off. They never go home, they never go home, they never go home, those, those, those boys. That's... Yeah. <laughs> they have asked for that, really. Uh, you can laugh. I'm the World Cup. I'm a little bit of an idealist, but having said that, I want to be like me. Listen, I know what you're thinking here. There's just so much football going on right now. How can you possibly contain it in one podcast? World Club Cup, Premier League, Champions League is back this week with Liverpool away to Inter Milan. Paris Saint-Germain playing Real Madrid in the knockout rounds. Well, you'd be right. There is too much to contain in this podcast. That is why this is just one of three second captains football pods on this week. To listen to the other two, you guessed it. You're going to have to be a World Service member. Hi, Ken. Hi, Murph. Happy Valentine's Day, on. Happy Valentine's Day, all. And to you, Ken, of course, uh, if you celebrate. If you celebrate. And to you, too, as well, of course. And welcome back, Ken. You had a short break last week. What do you do? Do you switch off entirely from the football when you're away, or do you keep your toe in the water? Well, I was wondering what um, what massive football event would happen <laughs> as I there's always the fear. Decided to take a couple of days off, and uh, it turned out to be the Kurt Zuma thing, which had already happened. I mean, the Zuma thing had had begun while you were still with us. You did a podcast last Monday, and another one last Tuesday. It's snowballed. Well, essentially, David Moyes picked him in the team then for the midweek match, and it took on a new lease of life, I guess. I was really surprised. I I, I kind of... Uh, well, I'm, I mean, I was surprised. Was I surprised? Um, there was definitely a point last week where I was thinking, do people... Do a lot of people not realise that meat is made of animals? Like, <laughs> is this... You know, it seemed it seemed as though there was a bit of a loss of perspective going on. I have to say, yeah. really. So, uh, you you're outraged by the outrage at Kurt Zuma drop kicking his cat. Well, like I mean, obviously, what Kurt Zuma did was terrible, but uh, and uh, it is just the nature of these types, these sort sort of internet outrages that they that eventually they just become so crazy that you know you know when when like Sadi Khan is on TV saying that he's disappointed in David Moyes. <laughs> you're like, what is, what is actually going on here? London uh, is a big, it's, that's a big town, you know? 
And there's a lot, I'm sure there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot going on. In London town, in foggy London town that, you know, needs urgent attention. But you say, hang on, you say internet outrage, like that phrase, almost as though it's not a real thing. It's not, it's not real people feeling real emotions when seeing a person abuse their animal for fun, you know? And I think it was, I think it did, I think it did affect a lot of people. A lot of people were genuinely um, outraged by it, as opposed to it being just some sort of a... I don't know, internet pylon. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it was horrific, but um, such is the nature of our our society. You can go into every supermarket and find, you know, bacon bits. Uh, I don't know if people realize where where they get that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Graeme Soonis was on Sky, and Graeme Soonis, to be fair to him, is a vegan. He he has been vegan for a few years now because he has concerns about animal welfare. Well, I mean, because he is concerned with animal welfare. Uh, he doesn't like the cruelty cruelty to animals, the exploitation of animals. Uh, and so he follows a vegan diet. And he talked about how, you know, he wouldn't want to be in the dressing room with a guy like... You know, he, he had a pretty hard-line attitude. It was sort of interesting because I was like, I wonder what Sunus is going to think. I, I only found out that he was actually vegan yesterday. Um... But I wonder what he's going to say. Will he be like, this is ridiculous. You know, this has gone too much. Moyes had to pick the guy. You know, as a manager, you've got to focus on football. Or, mm. but, it, no, but it turned out to be very much, no, this is, you know, this is a disgrace. And, you know, so he was on with, with Jamie Carger. And Carger was talking about it clearly with his own um, past outrageous incidents in mind, I felt. You know, I mean, he, 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 his Carger was like, look, um, Zuma has made a terrible mistake. And he's going to feel really bad about this. And, you know, he, he remember that Zuma had been fined, you know, a quarter of a million pounds. He'd been uh, dropped by Adidas, you know, the, and had become like this, you know, you had Marine, Marine Le Pen, you know, was was attacking him. Um, Sadiq Khan, you know. He, sorry, he, just to say as well, Carragher, there was no animal cruelty thing. You're, you're talking about the when he was suspended for the spitting. Yeah, well, well, yeah. that's that's why I, I mean, he Carragher didn't refer to it, but it's just that he was sort of he was talking about, you know, I've made mistakes, you know, when you make a mistake, it's terrible. And, and I just assumed that was what was sort of in his head, you know, when he when he was, you know, maybe he was reluctant to really uh, absolutely put the boot mm-hmm. into, into Zuma, so to speak. But soon it just came in and said, I've got no sympathy. We'll play this little clip of, of Zuma. I've got zero sympathy for him. If he's turned up today at West Ham and got abuse from his own supporters, which I imagine, you know, West Ham's roots are in, in the east end of London. You know, the salt of the earth people, people that, you know, would not, the vast majority would not be accepting what they saw on a, on a TikTok or whatever it was. And actually, can we check in with the salt of the earth West Ham fans? So there you have the West Ham fans right. um, singing a Zuma, a song in support of Zuma, you, you might say. Mm. Um, not, I think, because they're in favor of cruelty to animals, which I assume most of them are not, but because they want to support their player or feel that, like, you know, the, the condemnation of him has gone too far. And I got that impression very much from what Mikel Antonio did. Um, I don't know if you saw me kill Antonio. I think it was on Friday. I did, yeah. He was driving out of the car park and ha- had um, a little. I was about to say an altercation, wasn't it? He was. He, he rolled down the window and talked to the media and essentially asked them, in his sense, was it a rhetorical? I don't know if a rhetorical question. Same. He said it was well, a Socratic about, dialogue. 
Yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was Michael and Tony going. I've got a question for you, and this is it was, it was a very unusual interaction between a, a football player and the media because he actually stops to roll down his window and and say, "I want to ask you something." Was what he did worse than racism? And uh, and I thought that was interesting because I mean, obviously, Michel Antonio was then accused by loads of people of what a boundary and that's not got any relevance to this issue and can't both things be bad? You know, you you can't sort of detract from the seriousness of one by pointing to another serious but irrelevant problem. You know what I mean? And th- these are the, the sorts of criticisms that were leveled at, at Michel Antonio. But leaving aside the the relevance or the logic of the point that he made i think you could definitely conclude from that that quite a few of the west ham players well at least at least michael antonio and i would imagine he's probably not the only one felt unlike soonest who said he wouldn't want to be in the same dressing room or being playing the same team as someone who would do what what zoom did at least until he was satisfied there was real remorse um that they that they had felt this you know this is this has gone too far you know what i mean like soon as made the point that um the most disgusting thing from his point of view and there was a lot of there was a lot that he found disgusting about it but was the way in which they they posted on social media so the implication of this being that they didn't even realize that this was that this was unacceptable as he said they 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 thought people would find this funny that was yeah, they were they were playing it for laughs. They they'd done it for entertainment. Then they put it on on social media for for laughs, um, uh, and you know he was he was repelled by this. And I couldn't help thinking of Jolie and Mom. Do you know the? I, is it Mom or Mom? You know this, this sort of celebrity lawyer, celebrity barrister, Twitter barrister. Um, yes. You know, and he you know he's on Twitter yeah. a lot, and he he's often taking court actions like he's quite he he's he was a kind of a prominent remain figure and he was often taking these kind of actions against brexit you know and whatever about his his sort of legal activities is fine the thing that he did was on uh, let's call it boxing day uh 2019 he tweeted early that morning um uh, already this morning i don't have the exact tweet in front of me but basically he said was all right this morning i've i've uh beating a fox to death with a base with a baseball bat how's your morning going hmm. you know so and people were like what uh so he he'd he'd clubbed a fox to death in his garden he then adds like a couple of minutes later people are, are sort of responding to this obviously it's you know it's it's stevens's day morning you're kind of like why are you even tweeting this mate you could always just spend time with your family and not in you know insanely thirst after likes and attention but Look, he, he tweeted this thing, and then a few minutes later, he added, oh, you know, that he was wearing his wife's, like, too small green kimono, right? Which I felt mm. was unmistakably a, a comic flourish. You know, it was mm. like a, it was a little element of, oh, you know, it was just, he, just, just to help you to establish this, this slightly, the eccentric picture of me um, and the little, the skimpy green com- silk kimono in the garden clubbing. Uh, the fox that what an eccentric and incongruous way to begin a morning you know and then obviously what happened was the rage descended right <laughs> he realized this hasn't gone down very well and he he begins to sort of adopt a more serious tone and you know he brings in the fact that he was defending the chickens and the chickens were sort of traumatized by the presence of the fox and you know the fox was sort of thrashing around and what had got stuck in wire and you know um what else was he really supposed to do and actually he's he's an animal lover uh and he and, and he's done the stuff about factory farming and all this all this kind of stuff you know because but it, i just sort of felt like he, at the end of the day he was sort of 
telling it. He did post on social media a little story about like having killed an animal, you know, for for a little bit of a, and it was a kind of a, it was meant to be an amusing sort of a story, right? And then the reaction sort of took him by surprise, and he was like, "Well, look, yeah, you know." He he then presented it as as a grim necessity, you know. Uh, he is the protector of the chickens, and and so on and so forth. But yeah, I mean, I just I just don't remember him sort of getting quite the same treatment. Uh, you know, it's. Well, it's, maybe. May, may, well, I think it's two two things. I, I, sorry, I don't know. I don't. I don't know enough about that to to compare this to that. But the reason there's such outrage about the Zuma thing is because it was on video, because we all saw it, and because it was put up. So it's just it's staring you in the face, you know. Yeah. Um. And and the second thing is that Moyes kept put him in the team. Like you mm. you made a point in your in your Irish Times piece that you feel some sympathy for Moyes. He had no good options. If he picked Zuma, he stood accused of condoning animal cruelty. If he omitted him, he was effectively letting Twitter pick his team. But another reading is if he was omitting him, he was showing that he doesn't condone animal cruelty. You know, like forget about uh, it, it, him being seen to have caved into pressure from the online mob or whatever. It can mm. still just be the right decision not to pick him. Yeah. And then maybe maybe things blow over eventually, I don't know. But just just take Zoom out of the firing line. Just make the right call for, for all concerned, I would have thought. Yeah, maybe he was he, he would have been taking himself out of the firing line, you know, by doing that. I mean Sadiq Khan wouldn't have been criticizing wouldn't have been saying he was disappointed in David Moyes if Moyes had done that. But you know, I think at some point you've got to sort of say, well look, you know, this is bad, but like is it bad enough to? I mean, I think Moyes made the point in his press conference. You know, how long do you think I should? He should be out for, you know, one game, two games, four games, eight games. You know what? What? Well, 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 at least one. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, well, at least the well, first one game. Suggests like, that there is a problem. You know, well, what he, I mean? was, like, he, was he was fine. He was quarter of a million pounds. I mean. You know that's 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 quite that's a lot of money. Like you know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I, the well, people say, well, it means you know it means I mean? it means nothing. To, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of dough. Like yeah, well, there's, there's no doubt about that. But I think the difference between uh, uh, you know not picking him for three games and four games is very hard to quantify. The difference between not picking him for one game and picking him at the earliest possible opportunity is big. It, that basically says. You know, it's a big deal. Pay your fine, but it's not that big a deal. You know, I, well, now, I don't know. I, maybe the you know Moyes concluded. You know, if I drop him for one, it, it won't be enough. Um, you know, he's been he's been fined. You know, this is obviously mm. terrible. Um, he sh- he should have done yeah. it. It's it's very regrettable. I, you know, but um, we move on. Yeah, the the words that uh, Owen picked up on there are actually interesting, though. Internet outrage. You know, and Owen has already outlined. You know the the fact that internet out- outrage is for many people real outrage. You know that they they are outraged by it, but you know th- there is something there. I think about the reaction to stories like this that leads you to end up thinking things. You know, three days after they have happened, they're so far removed from your actual real thoughts of it, which were when I saw it like real disgust. You know, like actual yeah. disgust that this that this would happen, and then as you say, three or four days later, what is it that happens? You know that you end up thinking, okay, Jesus, you know, let can we just can we just forget about this? Like uh, as Michael Antonio says, there are you know more important, worse things happening in society than this cat getting kicked. The cat is rescued by the RSPCA. Zuma yeah. gets fined a quarter of a million pounds. But but the reaction is still very interesting because you seem to have a problem with perspective. That the perspective in this situation is completely lost. Mm. Well, that, well. The, I mean, I don't think you need to do. Is that it? Is it perspective, I, I or is it? Is it? I, I don't think you need, as 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 Michael Antonio did, for instance, to to involve 
like say the issue of racism and how that's responded to you know what i mean like it's i mean he he's kind of saying well look you know it's funny the way everyone gets really angry about this you know what about racism which is i mean that's that's sort of the point he's making but i don't think you need to kind of necessarily go that far you can simply look at the treatment of animals in our in our society you know what why is it that this one animal um bit this this video of this one animal being mistreated causes this explosion of outrage when you've got millions of animals being slaughtered or being kept in horrific circumstances and that's just fine mm-hmm. you know it's 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 kind of like it's i just don't know that that you can it just seems silly to me to to be so outraged about one thing but never to kind of never to comment on the other yeah it goes back to definitely that that podcast you did the the vegan podcast a few weeks ago is uh fresh in your mind there i think and there probably is a broader conversation there i think part of the answer to your question goes back to this video emerging of but this are, person but, who but, we're but familiar there are videos of this guy taking perverse joy in deliberately and consciously abusing his own cat do you know what i mean yeah, it's. I mean, what he did was was awful. But again, like, I still don't think it's as bad as some of the things that you see. You know, I mean, the the, the supposedly humane slaughter of pigs. You know, who, who are thrashing about around in in metal bars as they're gassed with carbon dioxide. You know, or or like uh, male uh, hatchlings. You know, chickens being fed into a into a grinder. You know, moments after after hatching, just just to, because they have to be disposed of, like turned into a sort of a pulp because. They're, they're of no use in this in this agricultural process. You know what I mean? This, this is like mass industrial slaughter, and then suddenly this one this one sort of small thing, uh, you know, and, and everyone's everyone's disgusted by at the cruelty. You know, like this there's, there's like there's unbelievable cruelty going on, and that that never sort of hardly excites people. I mean, that's not true. There's, there's lots of people who are who are sort of um, who are very exercised. I mean, people like Graham Sooners, for instance. Um, but like, you know, you, I don't think you, you, you see that sort of uh, conflagration that we saw over this, uh, over this thing. I mean, it's, it's weird, you know, psychologically, it's very, it's very strange. Uh, I mean, maybe Zoom has to carry the can for a bit of um, suppressed collective guilt. I don't know uh, what's, what's going on there, but um, it did seem as though there was a loss of, uh, a loss of respect. Again, oh. without wishing to, you know, I'm not saying... It's fine to kick your cat. I think it's. I think it's bad. I think it's. I think it's bad. What else is going on? Not not the easiest story to segue out of. But no. <laughs> what, um, so on to the football. What is what? What would you like to squeeze into this podcast? Well, Chelsea are the world champions. Yep. That seems like a big deal. Uh, yes. The come. world champions. You know what I mean? It's not like it's not Europe. You know, it's the world we're talking about here. The world. Of all the football teams in the world, Chelsea appear to be the best. Chelsea defeated Palmeiras of Brazil 2-1. Not only did they uh, score a, a nice goal, but Lukaku, Lukaku had a win. Uh, they then outfoxed Palmeiras. They did a mind game on them. Uh, when uh, Cesar Azpilicueta, crafty Azpilicueta, <laughs> um, pretended that he was going to be the guy taking the penalty. And I, actually, I was watching this with some amusement. I was like, what is Azpilicueta doing? Azpilicueta won the penalty, which, I, which by the way, I thought was a ridiculous penalty that the referee awarded to Chelsea. It was Azpilicueta volleyed the ball onto a guy's hand, uh, onto his hand that was actually behind his body uh, from a distance of about 12 inches. I thought, don't think, <laughs> I don't think this is a penalty. The referee, who barely spotted anything the whole game, kept having, kept having to consult the monitor for everything, uh, decided to give the penalty anyway. Azpilicueta 
Aspilicueta then grabbed the ball. Aspilicueta going crazy. What is going on here? He's, he can't be taking this penalty. But the Palmeiras players then all proceeded to barrack him and uh, and sort of psych him out and, and unsettle him. After which he... Um, just handed the ball to Kai Havertz who swept it into the net <laughs> Kai Havertz who had been standing at some distance from this composing himself uh, and scored the penalty uh, again scoring the winner uh, it's to- crafty and all that but was it, like, it's, does it make any difference to the chances of Kai Havertz scoring or not really uh, is it not in some ways even I more off-putting when, it, when, it's, when, it's, when this is going on besides I'm sure it was set up but I mean, I'm sure Havertz kind of knew what was about to happen but even still yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't know. I mean, I suppose you'd have to give Palmeiras some credit and say, yeah, it probably did help Kai Havertz that he didn't have Palmeiras in his face. For You know, who knows what, what these guys come out with, you know, when the mm-hmm. chips are down. You know, who knows what they might have said to Kai Havertz. Maybe someone would have found a way to uh, to get in there. I it's mean, always it's not- really lame. When you hear about those kind of things, uh, it's always like you're going to miss or you're going to put it to the bottom left corner. You know, they challenge the... Bit like the Salamane kind of dynamic there. A good week. one was uh, Soberschlei. You know the um, Dominic Soberschlei, the Leipzig player, uh, when they were playing PSG in the Champions League. I don't know if you saw that one. Congratulations! Great penalty. What What did Neymar say to you? Uh, he was asking me, um, "You're gonna score?" I say yes. Yeah. He, uh, he said to me, "Are you sure?" I say yes. I never miss. <laughs> <laughs> It is how it is. <laughs> That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. It's never usually <laughs> too high end. It's just, I don't think he would have been put off. Uh, I mean, he, he's exceptionally good at penalties. I'm, I'm not sure Harvest has proved he's a penalty taker on that level. But that is, um, it completes the set of trophies for Chelsea, of course. Um, I saw Miguel uh, was tweeting about this. Chelsea are the fifth European club to, to complete the set after Ajax, Bayern, Juventus, and Manchester United. Um this, of course, is a set including the now defunct Cup Winners' Cup. But I think that Chelsea can go one, one better than a lot of these teams because, uh, as far as I know, none of those teams have also won the Zenith Data Systems Cup. Wow. Which Chelsea have won. <laughs> which Chelsea have won. And that's defunct as well. So I don't think anyone can join Chelsea in that particular elevated... It's a plastic uh, trophy, according to Craig Burleykin. Which is? Is that a data uh, systems or a FIFA no, Club no, World he, Cup? No, he wouldn't dare be say something. That's sacrilegious. No, no, no. The Club World Cup. It's a showcase event. A plastic trophy. I don't buy a hundred million pound strikers to win the bloody Club World Cup. I buy them to challenge Man City and Liverpool in the Premier League, he says. Well, the thing that, the thing that makes it more than that, I think, is how desperately the Brazilians always want to win it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it, like, it clearly means the absolute world to Brazilians. I mean, if you saw the Palmeiras fans were crying, like, you know, it was like, oh, you know, it, was, it reminded me of the Minerao, you know, but they, they were just, oh, we can't believe we've been robbed again. Uh, and the Chelsea players, to be honest, didn't look that bothered by it in most <laughs> cases, although maybe Thiago Silva will be an exception. I mean, they, but I think when, when you're playing against a team that so desperately wants to win, I mean, it's like your story, Murph, about the, um, the, the tracksuit top that like the guy didn't want to take off remember the <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean like, what, was the, what was the tracksuit top I was playing a challenge game uh, against Dunmore in like the year 2000 I want to say yeah. uh, as a 17 year old uh, it was January it was pissing rain and no one on either team wanted to be there ball was thrown in uh, one of the Dunmore players refused to take off his tracksuit top. It was the same color as everyone as the Dunmore, uh, the same green as the Dunmore jerseys. But he refused to take his tracksuit top off because he was really cold. So one of my teammates started shouting at him, "Just, just take the top off, will you? Like we're playing a game here." And uh, he wouldn't. 
and then a massive brawl started <laughs> and then for 60 minutes it was like do or die absolute like ridiculous warfare ah, all I get because you right. this guy so things, could, things just they don't matter until they matter sort of thing yes. and if, yes. you're, if you're playing against the Brazilian team and you know thousands of Brazilian fans who clearly want this more than anything else they wanted in their lives then it, it has to rub off at least a little bit I mean you have to take at least some satisfaction from denying them <laughs> from, from thwarting <laughs> from thwarting them which Chelsea did and you know and you know we're, we're all sort of everyone's kind of thinking is this is this going to be the week when Russia invades Ukraine? And um, I'm sure it's something which preoccupies Chelsea more than a lot of other clubs, um, the possible consequences of, of that. Uh, and possible if it is, assets being frozen? Or? And if Chelsea are a frozen asset by the end of the week, what a nice way for the Abramovich era to have ended, uh, by completing the set of trophies. Uh, My so, work here is done. <laughs> I mean, it's clearly not a... Not one of the the, uh, the bigger issues of the week, although that depends rather, I think, if you're involved with Chelsea Football Club or not. I think it's something that they're going to be watching. Uh, we're all watching this uh, situation with uh, certain anxiety. Big week in the Champions League. Become a member to hear all our coverage of that one and our football podcast during the week full stop. Only five euro a month plus VAT depending on where you're based in the world. Secondcaptains.com is the place to do it. And while you're on secondcaptains.com you should also have a look at the big second captains night happening on April 20th. Tickets on sale now for this. It's the making of Where Is George Gibney. Very special once-off event. It's on in the beautiful surrounds of the National Concert Hall in Dublin. The night will feature Mark I was Mark over there Corgan. myself last week uh, ah. with Mark. Yep. Yeah, yeah. We're in there scoping out the joint. It is a hell of a room. Very I'm nice. Very excited. Yeah. Very excited. Mark will be there, obviously. Kieran Cassidy as well. Trish Carney, Gary O'Toole, Johnny Waterson. A lot of people you'll be familiar with if you listen to this series. It'll be hosted by Sinead O'Carroll. It's going to be a celebration of the podcasts of the of Where's George Gibney. All proceeds go to One and Four. Absolutely brilliant charity. Provides professional counselling to adult survivors of childhood sexual abuse. And as I've mentioned a couple of times, they helped a lot of people affected by this series. So we'd love to raise lots of money for them in April. Myself and yourself... We'll be there, so we'd love to see everybody there, really. Tickets available on nch.ie or secondcaptains.com. That's the place to go. Once again, those tickets are on sale right now, and it's all for a very good cause. Thanks for today, guys. Well done, Ken. Well done, Karen. Thank you. Uh, oh, thank well, you. Well done, Jeff. As well. well done, Ken. Well we, done. Congratulations, we and well done again. Talk to you again tomorrow, if you're a World Service member. It's the second time it's gone off. They never got home, they never got home, they never got home, those, those, those boys. It is not war and death and famine, it's not that at all. It's the opposite of that, it's to persuade the world outside of that. That's why sports is important. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 